0: This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Munervale and Sydney's Northern Beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Well, we're through six rounds of shoot-shoot action. We've got two undefeated teams and a number of other clubs nipping at their heels. A bit of tightness towards the middle of the pack too. So we're going to talk through all the results from the weekend, cast our eye to what's coming ahead in round seven, and talk a bit of Super Rugby, Trans-Tasman, and maybe a little bit of Australia-France, the upcoming three-test series against the Frogs, which should be very interesting. So much happening in rugby to do so. Andrew Swain from Stain Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to our round six review, talking all things clubland and a little bit of super rugby and maybe a little bit of test footy this week. Welcome to the show again, Mark Cashman from Rugby News and Andrew Swain from Stan Sports. Cash, I will start with you, mate. Lovely weekend. I trust you got down
1: to North Sydney Oval on on Saturday? Yeah, always a good Saturday when you can go to Percy's Hotel for a, for a couple of schooners beforehand and then... Uh, and then watch uh, Norse win at North Sydney Oval. Uh, great win against um, against uh, Eastwood there. Absolutely cracking game. But listen, be, before we go any further, I just want to send a shout out to a good mate of mine, Scott Podmore, the former Two Blues and Northern Suburbs hooker, and what, what, whatever you'd like to, uh, whatever position he'd like to play on on the field. Uh, a special. Uh, a special shout out to uh, to Pods. He uh, he gave me some constructive feedback about uh, about the way that uh, I inter I um, I speak on the pod. So uh, thanks, Pods. You're, uh, you're 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 listening, and that's the main thing. Well,
0: with a name like Scott podma you got to think he's good at a podcast, mate. So uh, we'll take the constructive feedback. Um, you know. I got plenty of it in my f- first couple of episodes. So, cop it on the chin, Cash and we'll get moving. Sweeney, uh, Trans-Tasman Super Rugby is now underway. Uh, the record books will show. I win five against the Aussies, but some promise in some of those matches. Um, obviously, the Reds coming off the big uh, the big final were a little bit flat against the Highlanders, but some really pros- positive signs out of the Brumbies uh, and the Force, and a little bit of life in the t- in the Tars despite leaking so many points.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Berger. I think that there is definitely glass half full. I've got some optimism about Trans-Tasman. And, and as you said, it'll look at the, the record books. It'll show on five. But it's uh, it, it's definitely um, not all doom and gloom. I think that the Reds, um, you know, with 15 to go, they they have that try that was, a, you know, line ball forward pass, called back for a line ball forward pass. That's allowed. It's 26-19 with 15 to play. They were minus six Wallabies. I don't think that uh, we should really be panicking about what the Reds can can roll out. Um, You know, the Waratahs, uh, you know, scoring forty eight points and um, losing—that's unbelievable. It's unheard of. There there was no tackling going on at all at um, at the SCT the other night. And then you had the uh, then you had the Brumbies who um, had the kick to draw. They just hung in there against the Crusaders in Christchurch. like very hard place to go and win, and uh, they did they did that uh, absolutely valiantly. They had a crack, and then the force again a kick to win for Miotti scoring at the death. They're an eighty minute team, this Western Force team, and they just mm. grind you down to that eightieth minute, um, you know, and, and beyond. And uh, and Miotti that ball that kick it looked in the whole way, and it just drifted at the last moment. So. Yeah, zero and five, but it could have easily been very different.
0: Geez, mm. I enjoyed Tom Banks's try against the Crusaders. Uh, hoping he can carry a bit of that form, hopefully, into the upcoming series against the French. Casho. Uh,
1: yeah, listen that uh, that that would be good. Listen, uh, uh, the uh, the Brumbies are obviously on the on the back foot uh, at halftime, but they. They just uh, got in there and uh, worked their way back in, in, into that game. So it'll be interesting to uh, compare this week uh, whether the Reds can can, can do the same mm. as what they did, uh, what what the Brumbies did uh, did last week. They they look pretty good, and I, I I think at the end of the day, the Crusaders were pretty happy to to get away with that one.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. It was. Um... Obviously, they had an extra week on the Reds, but uh, yeah, Brumby's just really came out of the blocks after obviously the disappointing of losing the final and um, big raps on uh, Valentini, Sweeney.
2: Oh, isn't he just putting together some performances? Uh, Rob Valentini, he, uh, he gets through so much work. He's putting up big numbers when it comes to tackles and carries and he's doing so effectively as well. A lot of the time, you see guys uh, in his position, you know, running up for a lot of carries, but but not um, you know making the advantage line or you know just just resetting the the play. But he is getting good meters every time he carries. He's uh, he's, he's physical. He's effective mm-hmm. in every facet of his game, and he has to be looked at as probably the one of the number one back row starters for the Wallabies against the French in a couple of weeks time a few weeks time
1: it's going to be interesting to see which which combination they, they they go with they're obviously going to go with Hooper at some stage as their first choice number seven so what the mix is in terms of a physical number six or a running number eight someone with a bit of uh light out capacity there to uh actually perform a testable. Very interesting selection, that, uh, that back row coming up for this series against France. Do
0: you reckon Hooper's obvious? I mean, there's a lot of talk about McRhyte. Uh, obviously, anyone uh, this end of town in Manly would think that Hooper would always walk up start, but there's been a lot of talk online about how well McWright's going at the Reds, but we, do we just think Hooper might be a class above Sweeney?
2: I, uh, I reckon McRight absolutely is is knocking down the door at the moment for that seven jersey. Um, you know Wilson and Rob Valentini probably quite similar players Um, but uh, Wilson you know is probably the incumbent so yeah there is it's actually great to see the the depth that Australian rugby has uh, created in that position it's been a position we've always been strong in the in the back row but uh, it's Fantastic to see that we've finally uh, we've got some young depth coming through.
0: Yeah, I mean, the uh, tickets have been uh, launched today for uh, for some of the upcoming fixtures against the French, which we're hoping is going to be a really good series. Cash, are you going to get out there to the SCG, mate, and watch some footy?
1: Yeah, listen, look, looking forward to it, actually. Uh, short turnarounds uh, on, on those particular ones. Uh, uh, I think it's um, uh, Remind Me, Swanee, down in Melbourne first up, then up to the uh, midweek game at the SCG, and then uh, and then the uh, the big Saturday night up at up at Suncorp. So they're obviously hoping to uh, get a few together up there.
2: I
0: think yeah. Sydney might be first off the off the rank, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think it is. I think it goes Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. So uh, yeah. it'll be yeah Tuesday night, the following Wednesday, and then uh, Saturday night. So yeah, it's yeah they, they are short turnarounds. Um, I like it. Yeah, look I, I think it's it's good that we can you know what well, we're going to have the only apart from the Lions too, we're going to have the only competitive um test series you know in the world at that time so it's yeah. uh, it's great to it's great to be able to showcase what we can do you know in a short amount of time short and sweet keep it tight and uh, and you know make it um you know make it a, a couple of weeks to remember
0: Mm. All right. Well, plenty happening uh, in the rugby world, uh, in the professional space. Let's go a little bit closer uh, to the vein here and talk some shoot shield. Uh, we've gone through round six on the weekend. We might start with the action at Coogee, uh, where Ramwick, hoping to sort of kickstart things into gear for their season, uh, taking on the powerhouse of the Gordon Highlanders, unfortunately for the Wicks. Gordon did power away towards the end of the game, which was a real seesaw affair. I thought Casho for uh, probably the first fifty to sixty minutes.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, certainly was uh, uh, just a uh, just probably a and a bit between them. But uh, one of the most impressive things about it is uh, is is the way that Gordon have uh, have come together in 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 the past couple of weeks there. Their, uh, their first phase is obviously first rate and their attack off first phase now is, uh, is sort of starting to come together. And that's, uh, that's with, with, uh, with a backline that's, uh, that's probably pretty new to each other. They had a new number 10 there, Nav Lockatui, and he, he did, uh, particularly well. Uh, Fuaval in the, in, in the centers, uh, put through Tom Silk a couple of times, uh, but it was just, just one of those, uh, uh, characteristically Gordon performances. So uh yeah, yeah. they uh, they uh they had field position and uh and 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 scored when they needed to. So yeah. well, well done to them. Uh Ramwick really need to rev things up and uh and start winning otherwise they're just gonna lose touch with uh with the top six.
0: Mm, yeah I had similar notes to you after watching that game, Cash. he really caught the ice is see any relation to the Lockatouille at Northern suburbs?
1: Mate, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure there, but Billy Melrose was very unsure about uh, who was going to be his 10 uh, sort of going forward with mm. Risky Donald on the sideline. Yep. Ben Pollock got called into the Australian under 20s camp uh, over the weekend, so obviously he wasn't available. He's probably more a winger or a, a fullback, to be quite honest. So, listen, with McDonald on the way back and uh, Locker Tui there, who'd come up from Melbourne for a few weeks during last year and uh, decided to go back when COVID hit, but uh, he's got options there now. So that's going to be pretty important.
0: Yeah, yeah. They really um, caught the eye, him and Phil, as you say, put some nice passes away for some of the forwards. But uh, uh, the, high, the the premiers, uh, Swaney, they're, they're just uh, – Clicking along long loss, you ever said that disappointing loss against Norse so in the Derb in the Derby? I've been told it's Derby, not Derby. Anyone anyway, say Derby from now on? But uh, mate, they've only had the one loss to date, so they're right in the mix.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and look, you know, they lost a lot of guys at the back end of last year, um, mm. and and they've managed to find some very handy replacements, haven't they? I thought our uh, guns and roses, um, mm. McCartney and and uh, and and. The two full of our brothers yeah. are, uh, are great pickups for Gordon at the moment. They're, they're adding real value. How uh, good's Tao Lungi going in the in the lock position? He, he is yeah. a beast. Yeah. He um he, he just carries with such authority and scored that great try for them. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're just in key positions. And I thought Jalen Graham as well uh, had a really good performance, um, you know, coming back into the starting side um uh, yeah i thought he was he was strong at fullback so yeah look they're just humming along nicely now gordon you're right the one loss against the, in, in the derby but uh that that'll that'll um you know that would have lit a fire i would have i'm i'm sure it would have
0: i thought uh in a losing side Mitch Short really caught the eye he uh scored a lovely try down the flank and uh put the put the footwork on Jolene gray uh, to score a, a beautiful try there Casho.
1: Yeah, listen, uh, down down that far side there at uh, at, at Randwick, they, uh, they, they love running over the uh, the cricket pitch. But uh, what uh, Ben McCormack said to me afterwards that it was uh, far from being a uh, shoot shield standard uh, defensive performance. So uh, mm-hmm. what they've got to do is uh, is go away, have a look at the uh, have a look at the video, and uh, and get better.
0: Yep, I think so. Uh, another team might be in a similar position is is their neighbours at East because uh, Sydney University came to town on Saturday and really uh, continued their ominous form. Pretty similar sort of a game to the man the result last week. Uni just a bit too polished all over the park. Uh, I thought Daniel Paletto had a really good game at fly half. Eddie King on the wing was also uh, eye-catching and just the forwards, uh, just a bit too strong. Uni taking this one out 43-12 to 12 and... Uh, they
2: just keep on rolling, Sweeney. Yeah, they've got a beast of a front row, you know, tight five, in fact, don't they? Um, yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, I thought Jack McCallum, and he's he's really leading him around really well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Mitch yeah. Whiteley back playing um, some good rugby as well uh, at number mm-hmm. eight. He's sort of been in and out of that first grade side the last few years, but, uh, you know, he's, he's certainly uh, showing that he, he is that standard um and banjo travers as well um you know that that number nine they've really um mixed it up with with banjo and henry robertson and uh mm. i thought banjo uh put in a really solid performance as well so yeah Sydney uni they're humming aren't
0: they yeah he hasn't gone backwards travis since he got his crack with robertson is robertson up in the tars at the moment still or is he injured
1: well, he's uh, he's he's in that wider squad, so he's required to be in the bubble uh, during the week. So some some of the guys, uh, I, I I do know Tane Edbed and uh, and James Turner were, were able to uh, come out of the bubble and uh, and and play club over the weekend. So obviously, Timmy Robinson is uh, is in that same sort of situation. So. One one of the more startling things about this game, boys, was that Declan Moore didn't score a try.
0: (laughs) I was looking for his name down the score sheet uh, at full time and didn't see it, which was probably a bit refreshing for the wingers of the competition because they maybe catch up some ground on the the rampaging front row. But uh, uni, uh, like Northern Suburbs, are six from six, but there is a four-point gap to second place because they've picked up perfect points in all matches. So... They just clearly established themselves as the team to beat Kasha. oh
1: yeah very very much so and I think they uh, they're playing a uh, a super rugby ready game of uh of mm. football so uh you know one wonders why Waratahs and some of the other super rugby franchises aren't talking to uh Rob Taylor about uh coming on board and uh setting up a structure that uh gets people playing the the, the way that they do so uh Mm. East uh East, East are in there or thereabouts, but uh they they just can't seem to win these early season games. It's happened for the past two seasons. So they really need to turn it around, turn it around really quickly because that side, if you have a look at it, is so much better than, than it's showing on the on the competition table.
0: Yeah, Paul Leel lamenting the fact there seem to be that attitude waiting for sort of the troops to arrive, but he knows how critical early season wins are we've jumped to the ladder quickly now it's an interesting table because obviously we've got Union norse out in front by quite a distance ringer have probably caught us off guard a little bit with their strong start and then gordon and Eastwood. but the woodies are three and three east are three and three south now with two ramic two manly two so there's not a whole lot in the middle of that table swaney you throw a bit of a blanket over a few positions so probably makes it exciting this is not a breakaway six so to speak
2: so far yeah I mean two weeks ago we were talking about um, you know there being a definitive four weren't we and uh, we were, we were. Waringa have sort of surprised us and jumped into that four now um, yeah so I think that uh I think that it's it's great that you can actually throw a blanket over that that middle part of the table it just makes it exciting doesn't it
0: Mm, well, let's talk about the rats um I was watching the few sport app live as soon as I could it was very competitive for a long period of that game casho and obviously ringer quality came through in the end was it a case of just sort of overpan the forty four fifteen says to me a bit of improvement from the emus uh maybe yeah listen
1: there's there's some some attacking uh weapons in that uh in that uh in in that Penrith side but uh I think uh, you know, obviously, with uh, with what uh, Warringah have to offer, and, uh, and and playing at home, they, they eventually got uh, got sort of ground down. So uh, forty four to fifteen. I think it's uh, it's one of those games uh, the, the rats want to do, uh, to get in, get the win, get the bonus point. If it's on offer, then uh, then, then get out of there. Mm,
2: Guys, yeah, I, like... I, I watched a fair bit of this game as well, and and it was 25-15 with about ten to go. So there you go. It, it was it was like Penrith were right in it for until about ten or fifteen to go, and then they uh, then they pulled away the rats. But um, yeah, just the I, I think the the physicality and probably that unstructured kind of. Uh, that unstructured play, for for lack of a better word, that, that caught, um, caught the Rats a little bit off guard.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: because, I mean, they, they like a bit of an ad-lib style themselves, the Raddies, but look like familiar names on the score sheet. Tyson Davis, uh, dotted he a few. Well, did he have the kicking duties on the weekend, did I notice? Or?
2: Yeah, he kicked a couple. Um, okay. He he definitely converted his own try that he scored.
0: So what, so they moved away from Ben Maher or maybe they're just uh... – Maybe no, I,
1: from from what I understand from River, they're uh, they're just trying a few options. You got a couple of conversions there, so they yeah. weren't worried about uh, uh, about the penalty goal attempts because they uh, they wanted to uh, up up the pace of the game and obviously move them around. But if you if you actually look at that uh, Warringah side, there was uh, there was a lot of guys there who, who were getting a uh, a bit of a look at. So uh, you know, Courtney. Uh, Harrison Courtney uh, in in the front row. Uh, Wes Thomas uh, got a run. Giovanni Mountain Silbury was uh, was was in 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 the second row. Rhett Butler at scrum half. So uh, yeah, they they were trying a few things. So uh, mm. obviously, uh, you know, like uh, it's it, it's one of those games that uh, uh, you just want people to get some uh, some time in the saddle, don't you?
0: Mm, bit of squad rotation there from Mike Riven. Uh, we will talk quickly about Southern Districts uh, and Hunter. Obviously, could have been a bit of a danger game for the Rebels, who um, really looking to get their season underway, and they've continued on rolling uh, with a win, thirty nine twenty one, over Hunter. Good win for the Rebels there, Swainy.
2: Yeah, uh, that's you know valuable points, isn't it for for the Rebels? They uh they've they've really been inconsistent this first few rounds um so needed the points and managed to manage to rack it up so they're on 12 points on the ladder um you know in front of brandwick and manly and west harbour on 11 you know mm. they, they can continue then now they could probably use this victory as a bit of a um bit of a pillar now a bit of a base mm. and try mm. and launch their season off it a little bit now because it was you know looking at the highlights it was um you know, some pretty impressive play at times from from South.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, uh, Swati. Uh, Andrew Tawala was amongst their best as he has been uh, through uh, through the uh, through through the start of the season. Got a couple of tries there, and uh, uh, Kags uh, Christian Kajiasis, uh kicked four conversions and uh, and two penalty goals. So listen, it's. uh I, I, I like the fact that uh, Todd Loudon is, is selecting uh, the same side from, from week to week with minimal changes because this is another side that just needs time together. So uh, they, they're getting that over the next couple of weeks, so that's good.
0: Mm, I was at Manly Oval to watch the Marlins against the West Harbour Pirates. Uh uh, it was an interesting game. Manly came out of the blocks pretty well, scored a couple of nice tries, and then Wes uh, sort of clawed them back. I, we always thought it was going to be a pretty tight game. I think they're pretty evenly matched sides at, the, at this stage of the year, I, I would have thought, and it certainly turned out that way. There was an unfortunate injury to Dion Spice, who's now fine, but there's a bit of a scary delay there at the Oval. It was about a 25, 30-minute delay, which was sort of bringing back a lot of memories of the Ali injury a number of years ago, but uh, yeah, uh, got through that and play resumed and it sort of went tit for tat and Manly just down the stretch, just made some critical errors. I mean, they, they ended up scoring seven tries, but defensively uh, West just got into it a, a little too easily and uh, Manly just made pretty basic errors exiting out of the 22. I felt Sorry for Harley Atwater. He hit an absolute peach of a kick late in the late in the game inside his own 22. He hit it so well it went all the way dead. So, you know, to have that sort of an 80-metre turnaround and West pretty much scored off the ensuing sort of uh, moments there, it was a bit of a killer and a, and a tough one to take because, um, you know, Manly was sort of in control. It's a bit of a disaster for the Marlins because you've got to be beating those teams in and around you. Not to say that it's... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's alarm bells time, but it, it really is because the next month for the Manly, it was sort of, we've got Manly, we had West Harbour on the weekend, which was at home, you would have expected us to hopefully get a W and then Southern District's um, coming up this weekend, then into Norse and then the Derby. So it doesn't get any easier for the Marlins, but I've got to pay a lot of credit to West Harbour. I thought they were excellent. Um, I thought they moved the ball beautifully. Some of the tries they scored were outstanding. Mm. Offload the offload game was absolutely fantastic. They lost Pellegrini early, um, but he was ably deputised. So I don't have the team sheet here, but look, they, they didn't they didn't lose too much. They kept playing a, a real good brand of footy. Um, some of the tries were, were fantastic. Nathena again uh, was excellent. But uh, yeah, look, the Marlins will be kicking themselves, boys.
1: Yeah, very much so. I I spoke to Matt McGoldrick a, a, on uh, Monday after the game, and he said uh, the 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 thing that really cooked them was the fact that they allowed West Harbour, a side with a with a big scrum, a pretty handy line-out and some big bodies there, uh, to get into the into the uh, in, into their half far too easily, and that was uh, that that was the uh, uh, how the game was uh, run and won. So. Uh, you guys mentioned Nasina, who uh, who sort of played uh, played very well, and uh, Katie Drury Hawkins uh, kicked that uh, that goal at the end. So mm. good luck to the Pirates. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a bit of talk out there about mergers with uh, the Western Sydney Two Blues, but uh, as Gatto Mark Adkinson said to be on uh, on Monday uh all they can do is uh, is become a winning side because you can't kick a winning side out of the competition.
0: Well yep. they were well they were they were all there on uh Saturday that the West Harbour fans and obviously the players and a huge turn up at the at the at the post match function from all the West Harbour players. So look in terms of a club that's got a great spirit, West Harbour have always had that and uh look they, they deserve their victory um on the weekend so Hopefully, you know, with this uncertainty uh, coming through that, you know, things turn out okay. But um, as you say, there's uh, more games going on than just first grade, which is probably what the Sydney Rugby Union is going to be telling a lot of these sides that, that need to be fulfilled. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good win for West. So uh, we'll just have to see how they keep keep building into the year. Final game of the round. Uh, Kasia, you're on hand, mate, in your ski parker. Um, watching <laughs> from the hill. As the shawman down the woodies, in a bit of a heavyweight battle, really, and uh, it was the shawman that came out on top. They've had a, they've been pretty good in these tight affairs this year, mate,
1: and uh, they did it again. Yeah, listen, the, uh, the 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 scrum made a made a few strides forward, and uh, listen, Norse love to play footy, and that's exactly uh, what they did. They uh, no matter where they were on the field or or uh, what sort of situation they're in, they they just kept, playing, uh, just kept playing the footy. And it was, uh, it was absolutely great to see some, some really, uh, you know, there, there, there was only one try from Norse that came from James Turner, but his heroics weren't, uh, weren't in the scoring department. It was from an intercept where mm. Norse odds on to score. Uh, Harry Wilson, the, the, the son of the, uh, the great Wallabies back rower, David Wilson, got the ball, had a 20-metre start on them all, uh, off um, in, uh, in pursuit went, uh, went uh, uh, Gary Bouts, uh, Max Bury, Harry Bury, Brad Homopo. But coming, coming from the clouds was James Turner and uh, mowed him down, and from there, Norse managed to uh, actually uh, get a, get a, a, a force a knock on from, from the woods and then from the ensuing scrum, there was a kick pass to Rhys Mahu on on that left edge, and then from there, north uh, north managed to uh, get down to, in, into Eastwood territory, and from there, ter- Turner scored. So uh, listen, they really have a crack, north uh, Whether they actually have a scrum at this stage to to uh, to win a premiership, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But they're working very hard on that each Monday night so with with a, with a selection of uh, scrum coaches from. Uh, from uh, back in the day at North, so uh, it's it's going to be interesting.
0: Mm, Turner's got to be uh, so far signing of the season. I would have thought Sweeney.
2: Yeah, Jimmy the Jet. He uh, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? So far, right. just he's he's always there when uh, there's a big big moment to be had for North. Um, and that's the type of player you need in a premiership winning side, don't you? You need those mm. guys who love that big moment. James Turner, I think he loves those big moments. And, I, and as you, as Casho so br- eloquently and brilliantly described before, he uh, he was in the thick of both of the big moments in that game.
0: Yeah, well, it's good to see uh, two of the star performers from both these sides. Turner uh, sort of getting at the interest from the Waratahs and Michael Isley from the Woodies who wasn't there on the weekend made his debut for the, for the Rebels, which is... Great to see some of these shoot shield players uh, getting some of that recognition, Kasha.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, very much so, and I think uh, uh, I've, I've said this before that uh, uh, if if they have a guy like Turner um, uh, amongst the group there at uh, the Waratahs, they've got to give him some time on the field at some stage uh, over this five week contract because they they just need to see how he goes at that at, at, at that upper level, and I think he's. He's ready for it. Listen, he's uh, he's certainly fast enough. He's uh, he's he's good in the air. He's got a pretty pretty handy kicking game, and uh, yeah, listen, he can uh, he can sniff out a try.
2: If you've the got rebels someone... are giving a guy like Isley a go, I, I couldn't mm. agree more. Couldn't so agree more, Kasha.
0: But boys, if you've got someone on a con- contract, say so, say like a Marky Mark, if he's who's goes well, we all say he's go well. But say his forms way down, and Turner's, you know. Going hell for lever on the shoot shield. Can he jump him or is that a financially bad decision from the Waratahs? I mean, how does the contracting work? Do you always have to go to the guys who are on the books or the guys that are literally lights out get opportunities? Probably not. You probably got to have a contract, don't you? Or the, definitely the guys with contracts probably take precedence, I would have thought.
1: And well, either. yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not close enough to. Uh, to know the thinking, you know, in, in, in the selection room, but uh, mm-hmm. it would obviously play some sort of role. But uh, at mm-hmm. some stage, you you, you know, you've uh, you've got to be able to change tack at different sort of stages. So uh, you know, mm-hmm. some of the uh, some of the great test debuts came off, uh, you know, uh, selections that were made on the, on on the whim of a Bob Dwyer or a, a Bob mm-hmm. Templin or a you know John Connolly.
0: Mm, you mm. just wonder if the, the way contracting is done now doesn't allow those jack in the boxes uh, selections that can potentially yeah. really open things up. You just, you, you never really know until you know, do you, Swaney?
2: It does feel like everyone needs to everyone who's contracted needs to fall over for any one yeah. of these other guys to have a crack. Well,
1: that's so, good.
2: which, which, you know, is a shame because you're absolutely right. Like, if there's someone who is absolutely playing the house down at club rugby, that, that you know what happened to New South Wales being a representative team you know um, it's 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 a franchise now it's not a representative team it's or, not or it's I would think. yeah exactly exactly And, so, and
0: this has happened in the, in the past before it's like Irei Simone you know is a player that Waratahs should not have lost he was out unbelievable in 2016 yeah. better better than probably some of the Super heavy players at the TARS at that age. So it's contracting's a, a funny thing in that respect. But anyway, look, it's just great to see some of these guys are getting um, the opportunities that, that they deserve because we've been singing their praises. Maybe the selectors are listening to Shootcast. What, what do you reckon? <laughs>
2: oh, mate, 100% oh, you, mate. <laughs> mate. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, we're moving into round eight. Um, Emmys, we're not quite at the halfway phase, but we're getting close. Um, I've had a good look at the latter, so there's still, still plenty of opportunity, even down to as far as West Harbour. I would have said Casher. I mean, they're... yeah, yeah, very
1: much so. Round, yeah. uh, round seven, of course, uh, Virgo But uh, yeah, some some good games oh, there. Yeah. South and Manly, uh, Sydney Uni Moringa. Um, that'll
0: be that'll be huge. Yeah. Uni, and, Uni and the Rats. And Is that... uh,
1: West West fresh from that win over Manly uh, against Gordon, so. I think they're, uh, they're games that will uh, sort of highlight the round there, won't they?
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We'll certainly know much more after next week. But uh, looking forward to that. Well, it was a short and sharp episode tonight, unless anyone else has got anything to add, or we can uh, crack on with something else in our lives.
2: Uh, Reds v Crusaders this Saturday night, gents. That's all I'm going to say. That's uh, that's going to be massive up at Suncorp. They're expecting over 30,000 there. Ooh. And... Uh, and It'll be a great night. I think I think all the Red, the Reds will have all their blokes back, I would think. Mm. Um, and the Crusaders and
0: the... be full strength too I would have thought or close
2: to Yeah yeah close to. So this will be a good gauge. I, I don't think we saw the best of the Reds last week. I reckon we might see it on Saturday night.
0: And the Crusaders then going down to Wollongong are they not to take on the towers?
2: They are they are. I'll be calling that one so oh, that should be a bit of fun. On uh, Saturday. Saturday the
0: 28th, I think it is. Well, it's coming up to halfway through the season and you guys have been uh, very, uh, what do I say here, uh, very generous in joining the show every week. We we might have to have a uh, mid-season dinner and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll pick up the tab soon. Maybe maybe somewhere over on the North Shore, you guys at Lee's Fortuna Court maybe, Casho?
1: Oh, or, or perhaps Garfish, Berger?
0: Uh, oh. I, I, Maybe, I don't know. The real estate market's going, okay, not that well. So we'll just, you know, for three of us, maybe a little cheap china. Why don't
2: we just hit the Buna?
0: Buna, well, that's closer to Manly than the Fortuna Court. We'll go somewhere there, boys. But uh, (laughs) I'll put it out publicly now, so I'll hold you to it. So thanks, lads. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the footy. And uh, we'll catch you next week.